0: It's Nikki, and welcome to Find Your Fierce, and I'm so excited to be sitting opposite the fabulous and funky Stephanie Canning. Hello, Coach Canning. Hi, how are you going? I'm very well. I'm so excited to be here with you because it feels like an eternity. Yes, it has been a while. It has been a while. March. (laughs) I know, March, my gosh. That's amazing. So it's good to have you back, my friend. Thank you. what are we going to talk about? about something a little bit different today we're going to talk a little bit about
1: um irritable bowel syndrome okay and low fodmap diet in particular around fruit okay so just something right. different so fodmap stands for thank you fermentable <laughs> oligosaccharides disaccharides monosaccharides and polyols so it's just the chemical name of five naturally occurring sugars um, that are found in variety of foods that we eat, um, so carbohydrates. They're not bad or unhealthy. It's just the way that these foods are digested. That can trigger uncomfortable symptoms such as abdominal pain, bloating, diarrhea, those sorts of things. And they're found across fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, legumes, and other manufactured goods.
0: So many of us would be absolutely fine with those natural liquor issues. It's only if you perhaps have IBS that it's going to be an issue. Yes. So
1: when um, you suspect um, that you might have irritable bowel, you do need to go and see a specialist dietitian to get diagnosed and they'll follow a um, low FODMAP diet for you. So they'll be removing foods from the diet um, to see how you respond and then slowly reintroducing foods to see what triggers you. Um, And then they'll give you a personalised plan um, based on – how you respond to different foods.
0: Okay. So, Steph, can I just take a step back? So Mm -hmm. say somebody is listening. Okay. I mean, I guess you should always go and see your GP if you've got any concerns, of course. But what might be some of the typical signs that somebody might have IBS? So
1: typically it's uh, gas, bloating, diarrhoea, abdominal pain, you might be able to link it to certain types of food. Oh, okay, um, yeah. And I find that this is sort of a good thing about when you meal plan and you eat fairly consistently, you can narrow down. Yes. Oh, this week I introduced food X yeah. and I haven't been feeling great. Yeah. Let's remove that and then you can start to be like, oh, that food doesn't agree with me. Mm. or, And you can start to pick out what could be the cause, um, but it generally, you would need to go and see a specialist dietitian if you do think it is a bigger problem. Um, and IBS, you know, can be quite painful and uncomfortable mm, for people. It sounds like, and it, it yeah. is difficult to diagnose because it is, uh, you know, it's just naturally occurring sugars mm. um, and how they're absorbed. So, eighty um, percent of people respond to um, a low FODMAP. Diet by just avoiding certain foods, so so eighty percent of people with, with IBS, IBS okay. respond yep. and manage with a low FODMAP diet. So there are certain fruits that they may avoid. So um, they are might, there any
0: ones that are kind of common?
1: Yeah, like apples. Okay, apples, apricots, um, mangoes, nectarines, peaches. Pears, plums, oh, watermelons. Okay. Oh, there's a heap. Okay. Yeah, there's a heap. Right. So like using fruit as an example um, because I did have a client um, and we were doing meal plans and she was like, I can't have apples. Oh. And I was like, what do you mean you can't have apples? <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> such a they- common food. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, just such an easy grab and grow yes. fruit. And she was like, no, can't do apples. Um, so sort of low FODMAP example fruits would be more the blueberries, Kiwi fruit, mandarin, orange, pineapple, strawberries, firm bananas. Okay. Rather than because depending on how bananas ripen, changes um, the carbohydrates in them. So... Um, yeah, some people just have to learn their triggers and what right. foods don't agree. Yeah, so and a dietitian will help. A with dietitian that. will yeah. help someone. So yeah, you need to see. Don't um, do it in a trial and error. No, get help. Um, you might notice there are yes. foods that trigger you, and you might suspect. Um, and it, it would be out of my scope to manage and diagnose. You would have to see someone who specialises in IBS. Um, but then once you sort of know what foods are your triggers when we work together, we can work around yeah, you know yes. your yes list and your no yes, list. So for sure. I could sort of come in afterwards.
0: So you didn't force that poor lady
1: to have apples. No. No. I was just like <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't work for you, no. don't have it. Or um, you know, if something sets you off or triggers you, we'll just remove it. Take so it out. yeah. And she was just someone who was um quite aware of yeah. her
0: limits and what she could have. Um, So, Steph, can I ask you, with IBS, is that something that tends to come on in adulthood or would people have maybe always had it but they just?
1: No, people can have it at any age. I think it's just we're more aware now of food being Mm. triggers. You know, Mm. people, you know, we didn't really know about gluten intolerance and we didn't really know about IBS and different you know all of these sort of um, different conditions that we can have in relation to food. So they are a lot more. We're a lot more aware. There's a lot more education, and it's a lot easier to get diagnosed um, with them. And it can be so hard with the diet yeah. to pinpoint yeah. what the problem is. And that's why you need to see a specialist and do elimination diets, where they slowly introduce things. Mm. Um, I had to do an elimination diet when I was about nineteen. I kept breaking out on a rash on right. my hand. It looked like I'd, I had an 80-year-old lady's hand. Just
0: one hand? Just
1: particularly my right hand, but it did also go to my left hand and I just constantly had this rash. And my poor mum, oh. she's changing detergents yeah, yeah, yeah. and, you know, the soap and the body wash mm. and the this and the that and what could it be and you know, one doctor just kept saying it's eczema, it's yeah. eczema. And yeah. every time I put the cream on, the cortisone cream, it would go away. Okay. And then I stopped putting the cream on instantly. Straight it was back. back and I was like, oh, damn, I've got this really bad eczema. And it wasn't until I actually saw a naturopath and we did an elimination diet, I have an intolerance to yeast. Oh, do you? So I can't have beer. I'm not supposed to have Vegemite, which killed really? me because I love Vegemite. Um, like sourdough bread, people ray, oh, I've got this great sourdough mm, bread. And I'm like, yeah, that's not good for me. I could have it once in a blue moon, yeah. but I would not eat sourdough bread on the regular. Mm. Um, so anything that's high yeast will just
0: set me right off. Isn't that um, interesting? But yeah. I just, I'm so fascinated by why just your right hand?
1: Yeah, that's just tends to be where it breaks out. I recently had a breakout. I went away with my friends to Phillip Island and it's taken me about three weeks. To get my hand get under out. control, like skin cracked, painful, like it was hurt to type really? at work. Yeah, my hand really was in, like, still a bit. You can yeah, see it's still a bit yeah, yeah. funny.
0: Yeah,
1: it's coming good, but um, wow. So, so like, so... yeast sets me off. So, I had to do an elimination okay. diet for that to Gosh, work out. Isn't,
0: that is, that's very interesting.
1: Someone said could be what you're eating. Mm. Like, it may not actually be. So, you know, symptoms present in our body and we don't know what they are, it can be diet related. Yeah. So, nice. um, yeah, so elimination diets, if you think that you do have something, obviously under the guidance of a professional so that they can guide you and sort of pinpoint what the issue might be, you just never know mm. what underlying issue you may have in no.
0: relation to your food. That's right. And it always, um, you know, we never know how another person body feels like we Mm -hmm. only know our own bodies yes and i'm just thinking you know if if ibs is something that can occur from when you're a little kid and you always have fruit i mean we all all grow up having fruit Mm -hmm. there could be people out there who it's just their normal to feel bloated it's just their normal to have a bit of diarrhea once a week or so and it's like that's just me Mm -hmm. but so if that is you then it might be worth getting it checked out because you don't need to live with bloating and discomfort no it's not normal no and that's that's yeah where meal planning and
1: being organized with food like i said people when they eat consistently they can pick up on that food doesn't agree with me or it's this because it's a lot easier to have a narrow range of food that you've eaten for the week to be like i don't feel good after that Mm. i think it's this that's a new thing or i stopped eating that and then i felt better and you can sort of work out what foods do and don't agree with you and if there may be bigger issues because, I mean, who knows, an apple could be setting you off mm. and you're just like, damn, I thought I should eat apples. That's right. Of and course, I kept forcing it and I didn't yes. realise it was the apple that was the problem. Yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. So people could even maybe, you know, take a bit of a, a, mm. I mean, they're already doing food dyes with you yes. anyway, but making it, you know, I think you already do this with your clients. How are you feeling? You yeah, know, I ask you them feel, about their energy sleeping, levels, their bathroom regularity. Yeah, you know,
1: a lot of them say you know that they're not feeling so bloated in things anymore, and I think mm. that just is general balance in their diet mm. um, of what they're eating and sort of fueling and nourishing themselves a lot better and being more consistent with their eating habits. But um, some people identify that there's certain foods that don't agree. Yeah, um, so. You just never, like I've got one client, she actually now needs to take enzyme tablets because she has an issue processing um, fat. Oh, really? Yeah. We couldn't work out why she was so bloated and very constipated and a lot of pain. We couldn't exactly pinpoint the food and so we had to get um, another opinion from Mm. another professional because I was like, look, it's outside of my scope. We need someone who's more specialised. And she has an issue um, with her ability to process fat,
0: there and you so she go. needs to take
1: special enzymes um, because she doesn't have enough bile from her gallbladder. And so those tablets have cleared everything up. She still has to limit her fat intake and be careful how she spreads it out. Um, but um, yeah, she was not producing enough to be able to digest the food, and it was backing her up.
0: Wow. Mm. That's fantastic. And great service from you as mm. well. And I, I think as you're telling that story, Steph, what I was thinking is, you know, for you as a uni qualified nutritionist and being aware of your scope and mm. being very quick to refer on, that is really looking after that client, yes. you know, and I don't know that there'd be, I don't know that every you know, nutrition coach out there would do that. No. So that's that's really good to hear that that client was so well looked after yeah. and really, you know, sent in the right direction to get help. That's yeah, great. like
1: if I identify there is an issue bigger than what I can deal with, I'm not afraid to lose a client to another no. practitioner because sometimes, you know, she went away, she got it fixed, she got some medication that was going to help her, and then she came back mm. because she's like, okay, now I know these sort of boundaries I know I'm treating this particular issue. Now we can carry on with yeah. meal planning and macro coaching, and we're fine because we now understand her underlying issue. Absolutely. And, how to and manage now that. she can get good results yes. with that rather she, yeah. than
0: coping with, with something. Yeah, she's been on with me
1: now for two years because we've done deficit, muscle gain, we're back in deficit. Fantastic. um, Yeah, she's been a longstanding client now. So, yeah, if I need help or if there's something that I'm not sure about, I will refer you to somebody else.
0: Yeah, that is one of the marks of a true professional. I think that's
1: absolutely fantastic.
0: Mm. So hopefully
1: that's just a little bit of interesting information about ibs and how food um, can create you know issues with our digestion and bloating sometimes it's worth being able to you know try and pinpoint what that is sometimes it's worth getting it checked out by someone who specializes um because you don't have to live in discomfort or pain and you know if you can work out what foods are good and work for you and what ones don't
0: yeah, a lot more comfortable. Oh, I think that's great. A lot happier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. Mm. And, you know, we talk here a lot about, you know, let food be thy medicine, mm. as Socrates says. But um, food can also be an issue, mm. so some food. So yes. I think that was such a good one, Steph. Thank yes. you so much. No worries. Have
1: a good week, team.
0: Have a good week, Pod Squad, and we will see you and chat to you very, very soon. This has been a Suckerfish Media production. Subscribe now for Find Your Fierce with Nikki Ellis.